The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, boy, are we ever. I can hardly wait to get this show started today because this really could be one of those truly awesome moments on the airwaves. I really believe that. One that you're going to remember as the day your life perspective was changed. I am really hoping that our guest today is going to make a huge difference to the moms in the audience today and probably some dads as well. She has been through <laughs> so, so much, literally like three lifetimes <laughs> of pain. Uh, and, she, and it's all brought her to a place where she says that she has become or is undone. Fair enough to say, I think. Yes. But first, I got to get to a little bit of business before we bring on our friend, Michelle Couchat. I'm saying your name right, right? <laughs> Yes, yeah. you are. Uh, thank you. Oh, some great news to announce. We're starting a new show next Friday. Every Friday you'll be able to listen to Channel Mom as well as on Saturdays. So you can now tune into Channel Mom on 94.7 KRKS at 1 p.m. on Fridays as well as Saturdays at 7 a.m. and 1 or 2.30 p.m. So we'd love it if you join us when you're driving in the car or on your iPod or stream it uh, on your desktop or whatever. We would love to have you listen to our new show on Fridays at 1 p.m. Secondly, we've started something new on Facebook, which I'm, ugh, I'm just, I'm super excited about this as well. It's called One Amazing Mom, and I'm going to have folks nominate moms because moms, frankly, let's just be honest, deserve more attention than Lady Gaga mm, and, yeah. and you know Miley Cyrus. Moms are way more important. <laughs> um, so I like to pick one amazing mom a month and I'm going to let you nominate them. So go like us on Facebook. We're at channel mom and you can nominate a mom that you think deserves our attention and you get to do a little write up on them, which starts with, I know a mom. Well, today's mom is a sweet woman from Minnesota named Lori Hansen. And I've known her since childhood. And I, I have, I was moved about three or four years ago that I needed to eventually feature this mother because of all that she has had to do as a mom. I'm not going to say much more, but a big surprise in her life as a mom that meant huge adaptation and sacrificing much of her life for her child. So go check out the new feature out, One Amazing Mom on Facebook. And finally, uh, my friend Lynn has launched a new something called Wows of Women, uh, Love Unleashed at the Wows of Women Conference. It's on today, October 17th at uh, 2015. If you want to scoot over there, you can go to wowsofwomen.com and find out how you can go to that conference today. Wows of Women, God's love equipping you for your destiny. So perhaps you were meant to hear that today. Okay, here we go. The thing I promised, I'm so excited to have her. We've already been hugging and holding hands and praying and <laughs> <laughs> we're new BFFs. Okay, Michelle, Michelle Couchette. She's the author of a new book called Undone, a memoir, and uh, the little subtitle, A Story of Making Peace with an Unexpected Life. 
It's getting rave reviews from the likes of Lisa Turkhurst and Patsy Claremont. Michelle has also spoken for Women of Faith, Compassion International, and co-hosted a very popular podcast with Michael Hyatt. But even more than that, Michelle is a mother of six, wife of one, and daughter of God. Welcome to Channel Mom, Michelle. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so glad to be here. I sure hope you are. I am. I think we need to take a moment of silence for that mother of six phrase. Let's just have a moment yeah. to let that settle in. Because every time I hear that, I start to shake. <laughs> well, girl, I mean, whatever people may think of the Duggars now that they've been through all that they've been through. I've had Michelle Duggar on the show a couple of times. I mean, imagine 19. I Well, that just makes me want to pass out. <laughs> There's no shaking. I just go right to the uh, killing over on the floor. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, to introduce your life of being undone, uh, I got this song, which is so appropriate for you. It's almost like they wrote it for you in some ways. Um, just little bits about it, at least. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't mind, Chris, if you can play that song. Open up wide, swallow down deep. No spoonful of sugar could make it sweet. The cancer inside, stealing my sleep. Night after night, it keeps haunting me. The secrets I keep are tearing me up inside. I try to hide the man I wonder There it is, the song Undone. I'm sure they anticipated your book, Michelle. <laughs> Somehow somebody got like an inside peek into my life and wrote a song about it. How nice. Exactly. <laughs> FFH, thanks to them for that song. Uh, I, I just, I was sitting at my computer preparing for the, the interview a couple of days ago and I thought, that's the song. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you people have turned you on to that song. That, and there's another one, I can't even remember the artist. It's very similar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's another song called Undone. I think uh-huh. country singers sing it or something. Okay, so Michelle Couchette, she has a story. We don't have a lot of time left. And of course, I forgot to do my timer. So my friend Chris is going to have to give me time cues. But uh, we don't have a lot of time left in this first segment, but we'll get more into it in the second segment. Michelle has a story. And it, I'm not going to tell you the reasons, but it is, has caused her to have to speak differently what she's been through. Uh, so you'll notice that she may speak differently than you might expect. Uh, so why don't you start from as much of the beginning as you want to. The book Undone starts at a specific place, and maybe you want to start there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my life was fairly um, ordinary average, and I would have described it as such. Um, my husband and I had three boys that we were raising. We had a blended family. Uh, but we had been married for some time. We had uh, three teenagers. And then in the middle of this somewhat ordinary life, uh, on November 19th, 2010, I got a phone call in the middle of the morning. I had just helped my kids get out the door to school. My husband was on his way out the door to work. And uh, the doctor called me. And uh, his first words were, Michelle, it's not good. <sighs> yeah. That can change a morning very, very quickly. What happened is a week before I had gone in to see him because I had an ulcer in my mouth, on my tongue, 
that just would not heal. Just a sore spot, which we've all had those before. Yeah. And 99% of the time, it's no big deal. You're trying to calm people down right yes, now. Yes, exactly. Yes. Everybody right now that has a, <laughs> a canker sore is now going, oh, no. Yeah. Um, but in this particular case, when I went to the doctor the week before, he told me, he probably told me a half dozen times, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's fine. And I believed him until he called that Tuesday morning before Thanksgiving and said it's not good. And that's when I found out at 39 years of age that I had cancer of the tongue, something that we usually associate with smokers and heavy drinkers. I was neither. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a young 39-year-old mom who exercised every day and ate healthy and took care of herself. And just that fast, cancer became a part of my story. Yeah. And you used your tongue to make a living. I mean, you yes, were a speaker. absolutely. So I was a speaker, an aspiring author. And so to have cancer attack the thing that I used to make a living, the thing that I felt called to do and felt like was kind of my life purpose was huge. I mean, it literally turned everything upside down that fast. Yeah. And let's remind people, you spoke for women of faith and mm-hmm. you and you also toured the country and speaking for other groups. Yes. You spoke with Michael Hyatt and the mm-hmm. very popular podcast. So there you are, a speaker. You're you are a woman of faith. And so I think people who don't believe and people who do believe always kind of want to hear the answer to that question. I happen to know because I've read the book that you just threw yourself into a closet in a panic yeah. and went totally to fear. Uh, You say, I think, that you were never, like, all out angry with God. So why don't you describe your reaction? Okay. So, you know, it's one thing to talk about cancer or to see it happen to somebody else. And I think there are moments when all of us wonder, what would would it be like if I got bad news? You know, what would it be like if it happened to me? But I can tell you, even what we try to imagine or anticipate is nothing like the actual experience of Mm -hmm. it. And that's what I discovered. I always dreamed that... If I got some kind of health crisis or bad news like that, that I would just be this rock of strength and <laughs> determination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I would, you know, I kind of pictured something like would happen in a movie, right? That I would just be like the hero of the story and I would handle it with so much grace and strength. That wasn't it at all. Just that fast, in spite of a lifetime of faith, I panicked. I was terrified. Nobody wants to think that their life could come to an end, especially when you're raising three kids. There you go. There you go. Part of it is with a mother, you have all these dependents. And and your wife, um, you know, I recently went through a time where I was a little bit concerned I might have cancer, um, like we all do. I think just about everybody at one point thinks, I wonder if it's cancer. Um, And, you know, praise God, it it isn't. But you you never know. We all go sometime. Um, But the the thought immediately went to children. And I I imagine it went that for you. Like, hold on, i got to raise my kids. I I know we all die someday, but i got to raise my kids first. I I mean, is that kind of where you went? Yeah, my first thought was, wait, wait, this can't happen now. I'm only 39. I still have a 13-year-old at home. I mean, there's still a lot of parenting to do with um, a middle schooler and high schoolers and there's, I mean, there, there's so much that we still have to do. And uh, so, yeah, my first thought was for my kids. And uh, there was no, nothing more painful in those first few days than having to sit down with my youngest and tell him the news. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the one that still wanted me to tuck him into bed at night and still wanted mommy to cuddle. And that's a hard conversation. So I had my own fear and panic over this thing that was happening to my body that I couldn't control. But then I had the whole mother aspect, which was just 
almost more than my heart could bear. Uh, yeah. We, in 30 seconds before we have to go to break, what did? how did he respond? Uh, cried. <laughs> I mean, just broke down and cried. He tried to be tough for me, but just the fact that his mom was sick and he knew enough by 13 to know that it could end with a very bad mm-hmm. ending. Uh, yeah, he just didn't know what to do. He went up to his room and hid for a while and just curled up on his bed and cried. Oh, precious boy. Um, of course, he's now, what, 18, 19? 18, 18, almost 19. Yeah, yeah. And you're still here, so that's I'm the good news. I'm still here, so ha-ha. Um, so I want to give folks a preview of what's coming up next with, with the book. And mm-hmm. we have so much to get in. But here's the good news, folks. Michelle is going to be on with us this weekend, this Saturday, um, right now. And then she's going to be on next Friday and Saturday for part two. So please tune in again next Friday at 1 p.m., uh, the 23rd of October. And then the following Saturday, 7 a.m. and 2.30 p.m., we will also have part two because there, she has so much to tell you and so much to give you that I think you can learn from. There's more to come. Um with the struggles that you faced. I mean, you were like, lightning doesn't strike twice when you're talking about some of the things that you've already gone through. Uh-huh. And it seemed to strike, I don't know, eight or nine times in <laughs> your life. A dozen. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. But she's got stuff to teach you. And I know it's going to help moms out there because, man, she's got a good perspective. And she has helped me personally. So we will be back with Michelle Couchat, the author of Undone, a story of making peace with an unexpected life. Stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom. <laughs> Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. Please do go to the Cutthroat Cafe if you happen to be going down 285 through Bailey, where I happen to live, uh, to Breckenridge. There's a cute little cafe there, very down-home cooking, and it's kind of got the atmosphere of Cheers, the bar. Do you remember that? Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. The owner, Chip, will make you feel at home, and you'll feel like you've stepped back into the 1950s. I'd be... Happy for you to visit him. Okay, we are back with Michelle Couchat, the author of Undone, a memoir, a story of making peace with an unexpected life. And and Michelle, here's the thing. When I was reading your book, I thought, I want moms to hear her story because I think moms sometimes more than anybody have this thing in their head about what it's going to be like to be married and be a mom and have a nice little mm-hmm. house. And even if they they work outside of the home as well, they have an image of what their career is going to be like yeah. and how they were going to balance the kids with all that and blah, 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 blah. And I think for so many people, it does not turn out that way. Exactly. Um, so, so talk about why that's the subtitle. Um, and to remind people, you've been told you have tongue cancer. Yeah. Um, you're, you've had to tell, you know, your youngest of your three teenagers. You have a blended family. So he happens to be your biological child that you're telling. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, you're terrified. You're a woman who believes in God, but you're not sure if you believe he's up to the right thing. And you're in a prayer closet. You're freaking out. You can barely breathe. Exactly. Uh, you know? <laughs> you're describing it very well. <laughs> yeah. Thanks well, for <laughs> taking me back to my panic. Exactly. I appreciate that. So sorry. <laughs> it's because I'm a professional panicker, so I kind of understand it. Um, so making that piece, remind moms about why this was so unexpected. I mean, what? what yeah, you know, what's so interesting is, is cancer is a piece of my story, and it's very easy for people to think that it's a cancer book and it's just a cancer story. It's not. not. Cancer is just, uh, in many ways, it's my 
It's my physical metaphor for what we all face. Absolutely. Okay? Every single one of us has a cancer. Whatever it is, it keeps us awake at night. It robs us of sleep. It makes us worry. It consumes our thoughts. It keeps us from enjoying the life we have. And and it could be a financial struggle. It could be a hard marriage. Gosh, I know so many women that are in just a hard, hard marriage. Um, it could be a, a child with special needs. I mean, we could go on and on. All of us have something that didn't go according to plan. Yeah. All of us do. Yeah. And it happens so fast, just like that phone call from the doctor. It happens so fast. It lands in our lap. And if we aren't prepared for dealing with the unexpected, it can unravel our entire life. That's when we become undone. Yeah. And we don't know what to do with that. And that's what the main message is to uh, my fellow moms is that somehow we have to learn how to embrace the unexpected because we, it will happen. It will happen to all of us in some way, shape, or form. And if we want to be able to make peace with our life as it is, then we have to learn somehow how to deal with the unexpected, whatever it may be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be cancer. It could be anything. You exactly. Know? But here's the cancer I want to talk about because I struggle with it. And you circle back to it again and again in the book. Mm-hmm. And that is the cancer of fear. Yes. And I think, honestly, if, if you said to somebody, if you could remove fear from the word cancer, if you could just say, it is what it is, and I'm, I'm, I'm signed up for the journey that God's going to bring me on, and I'm not belittling cancer. Mm-hmm. It can be very horrible, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I watched my friend Kara Tippett's die, and, you know, we weren't close. We became friends over the uh-huh. radio, but she, you know, is mom yes. blogger, and she died of cancer. But she did have another perspective, which was a heaven perspective and a God is good perspective. And, the, and so if we could just rip the fear off of cancer— Fear is the worst of the cancer. Actually, yeah, fear, I would say fear is the more lethal cancer. Yeah. You know, I have had different cancer cells in my body, which were so worried that it's eaten away at our our flesh. And what we fail to realize is that when we allow fear and worry to take root and we don't check it, when we don't stop it, it is a cancer far, far worse because it doesn't just take our life, it takes our enjoyment of what is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it robs us from tomorrow. It robs us from today. Yes. It lies to us about reality. And we miss so much because of fear and worry. So before we even, you know, we have to somehow move past the whole physical fear of cancer as a medical diagnosis and realize that if we have allowed fear and worry to take hold, we have a, a cancer far more dangerous in our heart. Yeah, with or without cancer. You, yes. you might think, well, I missed that bullet. And and what God showed me when I when I recently went through some fear stuff was, uh, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you're okay. The thing you really need to get rid of is the fear mm-hmm. because that's not okay. Yes. You know, so, you know, I want to get to a little bit more of your story before we save the rest for part two. So you, there you are right before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. couldn't even enjoy th- Thanksgiving because of your fear. Yes. And you've couldn't. got, and you've got teenage, you know, what I like to call them teenage babies. Cause they're still your babies. And <laughs> well, let's just be honest. Teenage boys are still very much babies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Girl. I have a 17 year old one. So you have to face surgery. You have to face, you know, dealing with this with your family. You have to face parenting in the middle of it. You have to face marriage in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me where you went, um, maybe pre-surgery and then post-surgery, with your walk with God and your walk with cancer and so on. Well, in those initial days, it was literally 24-7 panic. I mean, I just was in a place of perpetual fear. And those who have been there know that even 15 minutes of fear seems unendurable, but when it won't go away for days, it's just miserable. And so on Thanksgiving Day, we had like 20 people over to our house because I always host Thanksgiving dinner. It's my favorite holiday. My kids are all there. Friends are there. 
And I couldn't even sit at the table. I went up to my room in tears because I couldn't get over the unknowns and the what ifs mm-hmm. to sit and enjoy the holiday. Mm-hmm. My husband, bless his heart, came upstairs to sit with me, and and he noticed I was absent. And he's like, "Are you okay?" And I said, "You know, I said, no, I'm not. What if? What if?" I'm not here next Thanksgiving. Yeah. What if I don't get to enjoy my kids and see them graduate from high school? What? And I just went on this big list of what ifs that I couldn't predict or control. And my husband, bless his heart, uh, spoke wisdom into my life that I knew without a doubt that was um, exactly what I needed to hear. And he simply looked at me and said, Michelle, if you really believe what you've always said you believe, if you really believe in a God in a heaven, and that really is something that you hang on to, then it's only going to get better for you from here. Uh, I mean, I want to hug him I, over the radio. I mean, what? You know, I kind of wanted to hug him and slap him at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, what he said was absolutely the truth. My fear, my my fear was really an exposing of a, a wrestling in my faith. Yes. Okay, it was really shedding light on the fact that I still had some questions and some doubts. And even though I said that I believed, and I do believe, uh, I'm still human. And I still had some wrestling with the unknowns and the questions about my faith. And him pointing the light on that really, first of all, gave me permission permission to wrestle a little bit. But it also pointed me back to the fact that um, if I'm going to hang on to my faith, I have only hope and life ahead, regardless of what the doctors yeah. say. And this is but a moment. This is but a vapor, et cetera. And that's so easy to say when, when you're like 18 and you think you're going to live forever. But but it is if you really have an eternal perspective, mm-hmm. which Jesus came to give us. Mm-hmm. Um, then, <laughs> And by the way, it also makes you a little more willing to, to be unselfish. Because you think, it's okay, God is taking care of it. So I don't need to worry about myself at Thanksgiving. I can actually be thankful Mm -hmm. and love on my family. But we get into this terribly selfish, and I'm not criticizing you because I would have... No, but it's true. We get in this terribly selfish, if I'm going to end on the earth, then everything is horrible. (laughs) Instead of, you know, I can just love here and I can trust God. And it's a totally different atmosphere when that happens. So so what do you want to say? No, I was just going to say, it's so hard for us to even have that kind of eternal perspective. Um, we, as a as a culture, especially here in Western civilization, we don't want to talk about death. Right. Most of the rest of the world addresses this and talks about death, and death is a reality and a daily part of our existence. Here, we really like to numb ourselves to that conversation. You know, we want to buffer and not embrace that conversation about the end of our life. But the truth is it will end. And if we can embrace that and and if we can maintain an eternal perspective that there is something better yet to come, boy, that's when the peace came for me. That's when the peace started to settle down to fear and worry. I still had pockets of it, still had moments of it, but there was a different kind of peace that settled over everything because this is not all there is. Right. And God is so much bigger. And love is so much bigger. I mean, I can't, I can't ever imagine love ending. And so, if, even for, for folks who don't walk with faith in Christ and faith mm-hmm. in God, if they really think about it, love can't go away. It just can't. It doesn't. And so th- that that in its, of itself is eternal. And so we can hold on to that. You and mm-hmm. I are thinkers. People mm-hmm. can tell this by the way we're talking. Mm-hmm. We've got only three minutes left. Um, I just wrap up by saying what happened is as briefly as you can with the surgery. And then we'll let people know what happened to the rest of your life. And there was a super big wow mom moment for you that moms and some moms (laughs) in the audience who've dealt with 
the unexpected, not being able to conceive children, having to go to adoption or foster care or whatever, they need to stay tuned for your stuff yes. next week. So tell me briefly in, in about a minute, you went to the surgery. What happened? Yeah. So I had the surgery at the, surgery at the beginning of December. Um, they cut out part of my tongue, which, you know, I'm kind of attached to it. Yeah. And, and then I just had, from that point forward, went on several weeks of healing, intense healing, trying to physically recover, and then emotionally, spiritually recover from the fear and the panic that had taken me hostage. And that process took months oh. uh, following that surgery to heal and recover and to get some kind of grasp back on ordinary life. And just about the time that I thought I was back to ordinary life i got another phone call yeah and And this one came with three children i know it's like (laughs) this one came with a mom who could no longer care for her kids twin four-year-olds and a five-year-old and the question was asked of my husband and i will you take them and don't answer that you got it because we're going to tease our our next show um (sighs) michelle's life is amazing and and there was more pain to come Mm -hmm. um uh more mothering questions to come and you by the way as you were healing from all this fear and it was tough for you you were having to help your teenage son and and all three of them but Mm -hmm. but you were dealing with teens running away you were dealing with a teen who was in his own panic etc etc and now you're dealing facing a potentially new family and more cancer and merit i mean just stuff and and moms can really learn from you Mm -hmm. so michelle kushat so glad that you were here with us today i want to encourage thank you Oh, it's my honor, my privilege. Okay, mine as well. So you'll be on with us next week as a part two to talk about Undone, your new book, a memoir, a story of making peace with an unexpected life. Hear the rest of Michelle's story because she has some profound lessons that she wants to pass on to other moms who are mothering in difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. And they need somebody to say, I've been there, girl, and these are the things I've learned. I want to help you because I'm farther on down the path. You're kind of on a new path as well, but but that's for the next time. All right. Thanks so much for tuning into Channel Mom. Hey, if you're a mom who feels like nobody appreciates you and you're overworked um, and underappreciated, we appreciate you. God bless you for raising your children well. It makes the world a better place and God sees. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Channel Mom Radio. We depend on listeners like you to help us reach moms and families through radio and outreach. Check out two simple ways you can help. First, submit your mom question to be read on the air at Channel Mom. Simply submit questions on the Contact Us page at ChannelMom.com. Second, you can receive a CD of today's broadcast when you commit to a monthly gift of any amount to help Channel Mom serve moms through media and on the ground. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click Give to CM to donate. Be sure to note which Channel Mom show you'd like on your personal CD. Then we'll send your inspirational CD as our thanks to new Channel Mom partners. Channel Mom's mission is to provide media that uplifts moms and outreach partnerships that serve moms and families in order to share the love of God. View our past shows on video or listen to our podcasts on ChannelMom.com or share with us on Facebook and Twitter at Channel Mom. Channel Mom Radio. We're here for you. You.